All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Black Diary Love Podcast. I told you we was going to bring more episodes. So since you're listening to this one, go ahead and listen to the other episodes and everything. But other than that, we just want to remind y'all that Black Diary Love and Bree Brand Media is sponsoring a local charity for $250,000 where we're trying to help a couple of young brothers and sisters go between the HBCU, between Atlanta and Virginia. So once again, Black Diary Love and Brie Brand Media, we're sponsoring $250,000 and trying to raise up $250,000 to help a couple of brothers and sisters attend the HBCU between Atlanta and Virginia. So if you like what you hear, the link is in the bio on IG at black underscore diary underscore love. Once again, the GoFundMe donation link is in the bio on Instagram at black underscore diary underscore love so if you like what you hear go ahead and support and donate five dollars or more we'll share your business we'll let the world know about y'all so with that being said and everything we are here with a special guest episode 10 we are almost wrapping up with season one season two will begin in october so without further ado i am here with a very special young woman very special author at that go ahead and tell them about yourself and tell them where you're from and what you like to do Hello, And hello, tell them your uh, social media where they can find you. Yes, well, my name is Troya. Troya Bishop as an author. Old Bad Troya as activist. And I'm also at Old Bad Troya on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, I would love for you to follow me and join in the conversation on what we're talking about. The answers to intimacy, why men need oral sex and women need to talk. I'm so happy to be on the Black Love Diary. And um, I follow the show. I love the content. So that's why... I got in contact with you guys and really wanted to be a part of what you have going on. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. It's always good, especially a sister art. It's always good to talk with a fellow sister and a fellow author, especially in these times and everything. So let's talk about the book. Yes. The Answers to Intimacy, Why Men Need Oral Sex and Women Need to Talk. Mm-hmm. When you started the book, what gave you the inspiration of the title? Well, um, the title, I really wanted to be able to grab people's attention, and so far it's done that. Mm -hmm. But um, I really wanted to be able to promote black love, first and foremost, black unity, black togetherness, um, black thoughtfulness, black intentionality, because I think a lot of times we aren't intentional enough with how we treat one another, whether it's in casual conversation or whether it's with people that we know, people that we love. And so I really wanted to put some work out there that does that for us and by us and that with that that whole spirit in mind. And um, so I wrote four other books before this one, and they were all about racism. Okay, and okay. I learned in that process and in the process of getting a lot of feedback from workshops and other radio shows that I've gone on that um, racism is really the, like the number one barrier between black men and black women and other people from other ethnicities loving black folks mm-hmm. and really being able to maintain strong connections and strong relationships. And so I wanted to give people a tool to really use to be able to um, to make their relationships stronger. And so that's what this book is. It's a book and it's a, and it's a workbook and it's research-based. So it's real stuff. It's not just my opinion about things, but it's, it's real research in here. So give us a little prime example of the book with the answers to intimacy. What, uh, for the people that don't know, what's the, uh, what, what's the meaning behind that one? The answer to intimacy. Well, um, there are a lot of different things that I consider to be the answers, but one of the main things that I wanted to start start out with was this chapter one, where we're talking about how um, I don't think black people understand how much trauma they bring into a relationship, 
And most people aren't aware that the American Medical Association and the American Psychological Association both agreed that trauma from racism, well, that racism causes trauma. Mm-hmm. So in other words, a lot of times we associate post-traumatic stress disorder with people who come back from war, That's true. military mm-hmm. veterans. But the truth is that racism causes that. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing with the exact same effects. So a lot of times you'll see what people may consider like the quote-unquote angry black woman or the angry black man. And folks will wonder why they're like that and not just not give them any kind of love or any kind of sympathy or empathy. But really what that is is trauma. And so that trauma screams and we really have to um, be intentional with how we love ourselves and how we love one another and encourage each other to address that trauma. And it's crazy you say that because I was talking to a young brother a couple of months ago and he was in the process of saying he do not date black women. And I asked him, I said, why you don't date black women? And the first thing he said was, they give attitude, mm. they yell all the time, wow. or when I try to talk to them, they turn me down, they make my flaws be known out loud versus any other race. And, you know, I tell people all the time, this is why I tell people, we can't put all black women, all black men in the same category. And you want so know, And you want to know why? Because there are over billions to tr- trillions of us in this world. Right, first of all. So... <laughs> So 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 that's so you know it's, it's it's a lot of us in this world. So and I discussed this in my other podcast, and I and I can't stress this enough. We cannot say black women ain't shit or black men ain't shit mm. until we dated every single one throughout exactly. the world. Exactly. And it's so crazy because social media makes people feel like they did dated every single black man, black woman out the world. Too. Mm-hmm. We see things where you look on Facebook status and saying niggas ain't shit or. I don't, I don't date black women. They too this and that and everything. You know, it's giving that open platform to say that where half of these people never even been off the block, let alone not even <laughs> out they state. So right, that's like that's like that's like a, that's like a drug dealer screaming he getting money all the time, but this dude don't ever go nowhere with his money. So yeah. so what you so what what are you what are you doing? What are you complaining right. about? Right. What are you complain about? But from your point of view, since you wrote the book, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I agree 100%. You know, if you look at just the the numbers of it, the average woman, by the time she's 30, has dated, uh, you know, maybe 30 or 40 folks and, you know, maybe slept with half of them people. But that's, you know, when you consider it's billions of people. Exactly. It's a lot of us out here. Right. It's a lot of us. And so we really have to be a whole lot more open-minded and open to the possibility that maybe it's me. And so... You know, I just really want to put that part out there because I can't tell you how many people I've met that after a divorce or after a really bad breakup and you ask them, you know, hey, what happened? They always say, he was crazy. Like, she was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, but your crazy ass stayed with him for how long? Exactly. You know, and so you, we, it'd be your fault with that, right, not to cut you off. Yeah, you, I agree. And mm-hmm. we never really look at, okay, what what am I drawing into my life? What is my behavior? How is um, what I'm putting out in the world or my my level of um, creativity or, or the lack thereof, how is that affecting me in relationships and what am I really doing? And so because the American narcissistic mm-hmm. ideal that's very Western and very white and very racist that says, I will never question myself. It's always got to be somebody else. I really want black folks to reject that. 
We it's got a, to. We got to get back to our Africanness. We got to get back to to thinking and being of the community and saying we all are important. And I really have to examine myself. Self examination is something that's not an American tool, mm-hmm. but it's something that is really African. And we've got to get back to looking at ourselves instead of pointing the finger at everybody else and saying, "Hey, what can I do different? And what am I bringing into my life?" And you know, when you said that. I fall victim in that. I used to be, you know, I used to be that type of person like that when I was younger. I used to be like, okay, you know, this or that, or women, all this and that, women loud up, not black women loud up, not I used to be that kind of person. This is me saying this as myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people that listen to the podcast, they know when I talk, I talk about things that I went through too right. and everything because, you know, it's relatable to a lot of stuff. But as time go, as time went on, I read a lot of books. I studied with the Israelites, and I taught myself, and they taught me, and right. taught myself self-love for myself and self-love for my people. That's so beautiful. now, so now, I look at every, I look at different race women differently, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, hey, you know, I'm like, I'm like, man, where's your black women at, man? Right, what, right. What's, what's going on? And you know, I don't speak on it, you know, because a lot of people would probably think like, well, it shouldn't matter who you date, this and that. I mean. It is what it is. You are who you are. You do whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, you know, don't use black women this and that as a scapegoat to why you're dating this white woman right. or this Arabian woman and all that. I totally agree. Do, do, you know, and, and that, that gets on my nerves. Yeah. That gets on my nerves. Because that's like me saying, I don't like tomatoes, but I'm still eating ketchup. Mm. Dumbass is still. Wow. It's, it's still It's still tomatoes. Wow. You know? Yep. That's so, a great analogy. So... Why men need oral sex and women need to talk? Mm-hmm. Now, now here's the thing. Okay. With that, with that part, <laughs> most, mo- now, now most women, uh-huh. not men, because men, you know, we gonna we we agree with that part. Most women be like, probably thinking, oh no, I should be reversed. Why, uh, why women need oral sex and why men need to talk? Right. So, so what, what made you twist that around? Because that's that's it's, it's crazy when black women speak on terms like that. Because a lot mm-hmm. of women would think like. Uh, you understand the man more than uh, us and everything. Well, sometimes it's not the case, but what's, what is your reason? Right, and in, the, in our focus group, before we actually rolled it out last year, that was um, something that they discussed. But um, again, this is not my opinion. This is not how I feel about it. So basically, mm-hmm. the reason that men need oral sex is because it's based in, and deeply rooted in the psyche and in psychology. And so for most men, if you ask anybody that you know, their number one, they will say that their number one need is to feel like they are a protector. And the number two need is to feel like they are a provider. Mm-hmm. And if you are a black man, a lot of black men feel like those two things have been taken away from them. They feel like it's very hard to protect when you see somebody who looked just like you and your son shot down dead in the street. Nobody goes to jail. Nobody says anything. And sometimes if it is your neighbor that's breaking into your house and they black. And, you know, so it's it's just it's hard to protect and it's hard to provide. And then if you live in DeKalb County like I do and the number one population that's being arrested for uh, sex mm-hmm. is between 12 and 15, that's the uh, average man. That's his child. You know, it's hard to protect and, and it's hard to provide, you know, when black men have to fight for jobs. And so with that dynamic and that psychological need to all the humans need to feel powerful. And if that's the main way that most men feel power. Where else can they feel power except for in their bedroom that's true, with the that's person true. that they love and have committed themselves to 
being submitted to them physically on their knees before them, being willing to take them in. Now, again, I did say committed to. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of the people that you running all around town and you can't <laughs> put a ring on nobody's finger, then this is not for you. I'm just saying. Hey, that's true. You know, n- no judgment, but don't don't ask her to do stuff for you if you're not willing to do what you know she needs, which is to have a commitment. Mm-hmm. And commitment is a deep part of intimacy. And so I get down into the details of all of that in the book. But those are things that's really real. And I think a lot of times for men, they don't take a step back and really think about what she needs in order to be able to get there to do that for them. In order to be able to really have that physical sexual act, they really need a lot of other things in place. And rightfully so, especially if you live in Atlanta, <laughs> you know, where it's so much, so much um, AIDS and other diseases that you just can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know, black women ain't stupid. No, no, no. So, you know, so that's why. <laughs> of course, of course. So... So, lean back to that. But does that make sense? No, no, it does. It does make sense because if if everybody go back, I want to say episode six mm-hmm. or five, the Kalinguist episode or the, the Kalinguist episode, and we talked about that. We talked about how a lot of brothers don't listen to their women. How a lot of sisters don't give their men that chance to lead and charge. Right, right. Because you got brothers out here who wanna. Who want to take that charge and help women out, mm-hmm. and you got a lot of sisters who want to be behind their brothers hundred percent. But it's like we we're overlooking that. We it's like we we're overlooking at them terms mm-hmm. for somebody who ain't got it together, whether right. they black, white, Arabian, Latina, Spanish, however you want to call it. We're overlooking at that, and everything that you said this remind me of the story of who eats first in the household. Okay. What 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 what's your response? Who eats her? Who marriage wise? Who eats first? The husband or the children? Well, typically you feed your husband first and then the children. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I cook, so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I eat while I'm cooking. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> you know, it tastes a little bit here, it tastes a little bit there, and then everybody, you know, then he eats and then the kids. But I know a lot of people do it in different ways. But that's mm-hmm. for me. That's my that's my way. And and the reason why I said that because a lot of people don't know the when a when a black man who's actually got his hair together. The war is 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 stronger than ever. The, the, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's stronger than ever because a lot of women, when I tell them about that, they say, "No, nah, I eat first. Forget what he's talking about. I always my children eat first and everything." And I say, "It's not. It's not the fact of that. It's the fact that when a black man goes out into the world, that's when the war begins. Mm-hmm. The job is against him. Right. Society is against him. Right." Don't let that man be working with a bunch of white folks. They already looking at him to fail. Absolutely. Hell, even even when he worked them hard labor jobs, like them tired jobs mm-hmm. with the Spanish and stuff, they even looking at him to fail. Right. Because all they see is a all they see is what they see, and the, all they see is what they see what the world makes us out to be. Right. Lazy, which is not true it's at all. It's definitely not true. We is not we we it is not true. So when the kids see daddy eating first, it's not. It's not no oh aggressive type of controlling thing. It's mama. Mama is letting y'all know this is the king of the house. This right. man is providing for us. Right. You, if you're a husband, if you're not a husband or whatever, like she said, this, this ain't for you. Right. This ain't for you <laughs> at all. But he's out there working nonstop to make sure we eating, make sure we got clothes, make sure the roof is over our head and stuff. That man is already fighting the war. Right. Why would he want to come home and fight another war? Right. And it's about them seeing her. That's another form of submission. That's her saying, I am submitted to you. You come first. You are important. I see you. I appreciate you. I love you. 
all of that. And the kids see it too. So it's 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 all wrapped up in the one. I'm really it, glad you brought that up. It, it is because kids watch everything. Kids are mean as hell. <laughs> they they watch everything. They say everything. You know, that's when true. you see the memes of the kids talking, here, mama, this is password and everything. That's not no joke. That's oh true. It happens. Yep. Kids will kids will admit everything. Yep. They are truthful. So, kid, you know, children respond on how their parents is. So if you're a parent who's lead by by example and trying to do the best for your kid, your kid gonna follow that. Versus if you're the parent who mama believes a Snapchat premium and all that is what she wanna go by, a kid gonna feel that they're gonna feel that's the right way to go. Because when if they see it working for you, they're gonna they're gonna work for us. Kids do not judge until they get older. Right. They do not judge until they get older. And a lot of people don't understand that. When kids are young, they watch us, they learn. We tell them everything. It, it's, it's stuck in the back of their head forever. Even mm-hmm. when they do stuff, it, it pops up in their head. When they get older, that's when they start questioning everything. So, with with, with that being said, it's not no dominance thing. It's not no, it's not no oh uh, I'm controlling or right. I'm man him exactly. war type of thing. It's mama letting letting the world know and let her kids know. This is the man of the house. Right, this and letting him know, baby, I got mm-hmm. you. Is, you got us out there. I got you exactly. here. You the king in my house. Exactly. Yep. So, leading on from that, what is the biggest problem in black relationships today? Um, from, from what you see. From what I see, I think it's a lack of intimacy. And I really believe that... Um, Men and women, married and unmarried, get uh, they take off all their clothes. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of stuff in the bedroom. And they never, ever, ever get naked. They don't get naked spiritually. They don't get naked mentally. They don't oh, get no. naked emotionally. They don't get naked no, don't. Uh, spiritually. It's, it's just like there's no, there's no intimacy. There's no connection. And so I really believe that that's why, you know, a man wants to run around and do all this different stuff. And people are more open to having other people in their bedrooms and in their relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm not judging because if that's what you do. Me personally, pers- I, I can't do it. Okay. I can't, I can't, I can't either. I can't, I'm, I'm a real scorpion. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> man, look, look, two, two of y'all, look, one of y'all already get, one of y'all already get on my damn nerves. Shoot, right. I don't need both of y'all. That polygamous stuff and yeah. all that threesome stuff. Mm-mm. Look, man, I ain't even, I ain't got the time in the Mm-mm. world for it, man. It won't work for me. Mm-hmm. Just one. But I think that the reason why people do that is because they are desperately seeking intimacy. And they are desperately wanting to be loved in a really, really deep way and don't know how to do it. And so, um, and that's what's the number one thing that's missing in relationships. And that's why I wrote this book. We really got to connect to each other. Because the truth is, the the real fight for freedom and justice and liberty in America starts in the black household mm-hmm. and our relationships. We got to learn how to love the hell out of each other first. And teach our kids how to love the hell out of each other and how to love us. That's true. And then we'll have the strength to fight and our, our men will have the fortitude to keep moving. And the women will be will feel heard. And listen to, and and then they can continue to fight another day on their jobs as well. And that's what's missing. We got to get back to intimacy. We got to get back to intentionality and how we love one another. And, you know, now with school nowadays, it's kind of hard for black children to kind of love themselves. They know because social media is out there, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of hard because when they do try to come to school with the African garments on with the hair wraps on or the Israelite fringes and all that on and everything, the system shuts them down so quick. Even mm-hmm. at jobs and everything, right. the system shuts them down so quick. Even people who want to, who believe, who celebrate the Sabbath from Friday sundown, Saturday sundown, it's hard for them to get that versus Jehovah Witness who could, you know, come in late for going to, right. um, going to Hall and everything. Right. So, 
you know, pe people need to understand it starts with our, it starts with our kids because when we die on, our kids are the next in line to take over. Mm -hmm. But our memory's gonna be with them forever. So, you know, you, we the the biggest my biggest concern is I don't want something to happen to where all of us just pass on. And the last thing our kids don't don't remember is oh well they killed each other or right. they never loved each other this mm -hmm. and that and everything uh fuck nigga this fuck nigga that excuse right, my language right. and everything but it, it's it's the truth and everything yeah. and you know it sucks because we shut each other down with it too because you you I hear I sometimes hear black folks because my ears are open all the time no matter where I go mm -hmm. and I hear some people tell other black folks these are black folks on top of black folks telling each other why you wearing that here why this and that and everything these, it be the managers that be saying that Where you can't what? like why you wearing African clothing oh or, okay okay you okay. know you know or inspirational shirts that says black is power you know shirts gotcha. like that okay. or you know or you know shirts with the beautiful paintings y'all got going on here okay. that got that's on the shirts and, on mm -hmm. your own shirts and stuff you have some black managers and stuff that Quickly tell that person you can't wear that hair okay. or turn that person down and everything. And, and I asked because I'm real black insulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, oh, I don't of course, know. Of course, of course, of course. But, you know, I didn't work jobs where I didn't wear black is my power or pro black is pro help. I didn't roll shirts like that. Okay. And I got turned down and I had a whole bunch of black folks, black people gang up on me, making it seem like I'm wrong for saying my people come first before anything. Mm -hmm. So, as time went by, I got discouraged. I said to myself, damn, maybe I do need to calm down. But then I told myself at the same time, you're basically putting your own self down now because you're you're letting your mind be manipulated by that. Why do you need to calm right. down versus people who do the stuff that they do? They basically, they're basically telling you that you're in the wrong for wearing something that you want to support and pay money for. You got the right to support black, black, uh, black love as much as the LBGT community supports themselves, right. as much as um, Christians do it, Israelites, um, not Israelites, but um, Muslims, mm. Arabs, you know, everybody. Here's the thing. The world make black folks as the biggest gang out there, which is mm -hmm. not true. The biggest gang out there are motorcycle, are white supremacist motorcyclists. Okay. I and, think it's the government, but I hear you. Mm-hmm. And... But only different, and Killer Mike went over this topic in his show on Netflix. Mot all the uh, motorcyclists, they are the biggest gangs in the world. Only difference between them and us, they marketed on it. So you see shirts in Walmart, you know, the shirts with the motorcycle gang on there, the skulls and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So my thing is this. If I can't, I can't wear my pro, if I can't wear my shirt representing my sister with one of her paintings on the shirt and everything... Why why is it okay for this brother to wear a skull shirt with two guns saying my bullets for Valentine and all that stuff? Because that doesn't directly affect the bottom line and the salary of the government. Mm -hmm. Because when black people start to love each other and love and, and get other people outside of black folks to love each other, then their bottom line decreases. Why? Because now black people aren't criminalized anymore in the hearts and the minds of black folks and of other folks. And then it's not as easy to pass bullshit laws that put black people by the masses in prison. That's why. 
because they're making all of their products for free in prison. That's mm-hmm. why it directly, not indirectly, it directly affects their bottom line when black people start loving each other. Mm-hmm. Directly, it's not even indirect. And that's powerful. And we really got to continue to speak truth to power and understand mm-hmm. that you need to wear your shirt because exactly. you got to educate people and help other black mm-hmm. people know that it's okay to love black people. And then we also have to get back to understanding that historically, all of the damage that was done to our ancestors is still in our DNA when black people were killed for helping other black people. Mm-hmm. Just for trying to give them another crumb out of the kitchen that night. Exactly. You know, when Mass and them went to sleep. All of that stuff is still real and lives in our DNA. And you and I and other people who love black people are up against a very powerful machine that's saying mm-hmm. you should not love black people. Those signs are everywhere, just subliminally and some directly in media and especially in social media. But but that's everywhere. That you shouldn't love your hair, you shouldn't love your culture, you shouldn't mm-hmm. love your people, and they intentionally try to criminalize black people in the hearts and the minds. You know they just gave. You know they just now so called making it a law where we can wear how, our hair however we want to now. Just now, jobs. literally just now. That's like that's like that's like you going to Dubai and they just start letting women drive cars now. Right. It's it's unbelievable. Like, it, it, it's it, it it don't make sense. And I tell people the real war begins when you know who you are, what you want, how you value yourself. And what you believe in, and you know how to appreciate yourself. Right. That's when the real war sets in. When you have all them things down packed about yourself, that's when that's when it really sets. Oh, that's yeah. when it really sets in. Because now you know you got people that don't want to be around you no more. You got people who think you talking to you know talking mm-hmm. different and everything and all that. And it's not even so much as that. It's just you know who you are, what you want. You not you don't want to deal with the bullshit no more. Right. Even when it become even comes to dating and everything. You know, because I'm one of them guys who know what I want, what I want to do, and how I want to do, you know, how I value myself, how I appreciate myself, and how this and that go. And, excuse me, but it's hard. It'd be hard for me to date. It'd be hard for me to date sometimes mm-hmm. because, okay, I'm a brother that's stuck on, you know, I'm a brother, and you, you probably, and, and, and you probably, and I believe you covered this, but I'm a brother who's stuck on, what it is or what it ain't, and telling the person what what is it? what it is or what it ain't, and telling the person how they how they feel and how not to feel. Not saying so much as that, but letting letting the woman know straight up. Look, this what it is. This what it ain't. Me say what I mean and mean what I say. That's how I go about my relationships now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women can't handle that. You know, a lot of women can't handle that. Well, are you saying it in a nice? Are you saying it with love? You said it like I'm saying it with anger I'm right just now. No, it's got to be covered in intentionality I'll, now. You gotta, I, 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 okay, so you got to remember what we go through too as black women. And, and, and that's and, 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 and that's true. And that's true. And I understand that. And that is true because a lot of people don't know black women got it harder than any other women out there. I the world. totally agree. And, and I promise you, y'all, y'all don't understand. I tell people this, this is I, look. This is what I want people to understand as I say this. You don't know how hard times is until you are a single black mother. With no help from government assistance and the world close they doing you and nobody don't want to deal with you. Seriously. Hello. You do not know how hard that is. Yeah. You do not know how hard that is. And a lot of brothers don't understand that. Yeah. A lot of brothers don't understand that. Now, I don't have kids, so I can't, I can't really speak mm-hmm. on a lot of things because I don't have kids. But, you know... I'm the kind of person that, that really feel it's cheaper to keep them versus running away. Okay. It, it's cheaper. It's yeah. it's way cheaper because that that child look. I, I know brothers who's on child. I know brother who's on child support. Mm-hmm. 
who stays with his baby mama and stuff said that is not the move. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I know, I know, I know, I know men who put their stuff on child support. And you know, when I was young, I used to think, and you know, and you know, this is not me coming at nobody, coming at no, coming at black women or nothing. But when I was young, I always used to think like, dang man, the brothers ain't the brothers be doing it wrong with the women and everything. But as I got older, I realized. Sometimes it'd be the baby mama too, and the brothers be like, yo, forget this. I'll take care of child, put myself on child support. Yeah. I don't want nothing to do with you. You know? So as as a as a as a I'm not, not as a woman who's more experienced than me and everything, and you've been on this you've been on earth longer than I have. No, no offense, you you, you are a beautiful and talented black woman. <laughs> you know, I don't want nobody to be feel like, oh, you, you call you. this woman, oh nothing, but no, you know, no, I know what you mean. But but you know, anybody that's older than me, yeah. I tell I tell them all the time, you cannot out talk and tell a person who's been on this earth longer than you. Uh, I'm not gonna say knowledge, but things that about the past or how things used to be because you have not lived here. I appreciate that. Yeah. So you you can't you can't. So if a old so if an older person talking to me, I shut up and listen because he knows more than I know. We only going by what social media tells us. Mm-hmm. He lived it. You lived it. You saw it. So from times when you was uh, when, when you was younger. Versus as time go back to now, has the rate between child support and the support between children, men and father, how as, is the rate still the same for what it was back then versus now? No. Well, first of all, it started with uh, George H.W. Bush, um, the first Bush that was in the White House. Mm-hmm. And what they were trying to do um, is to expand from what Bill Clinton did with uh creating a real mass incarceration. They were trying to expand it. So go back and actually read that bill and um, and read all of the child support legislation. That's what the bill was created to do. Mm-hmm. And it really was created to further hurt men, specifically poor men, but more intentionally black men. And so from there, they... Um, and, and that's pretty much what it did. So most people, most women and men, are not educated on what the law actually did. Mm-hmm. They aren't educated on how the law is applied differently in different states. Black and folks love us some Bill Clinton. Black folks still right. love us some Bill Clinton, but they don't know how this guy really didn't care about us. Right. You know? And they don't understand how the law affects folks. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when a lot of people go and put themselves on child support, which I hate. And personally, I, I have got a divorce. And my ex-husband and I didn't go that route. Mm-hmm. You know, he know he got a child, he got to take care of her, and that's just all we're going to do. That's it. You know, and, you know, that's just yeah, but because my child is present, I won't go into more detail. Yeah, yeah of, course, that, but, of course, of course, of uh, course. Maybe at another podcast, but but I do think yeah. it's really important to to really lift that and to ask people to um, to just kind of think about it because what I did personally when I was in a lot of um, pain and in a situation where I'm like, okay, well, I need money. What do I do if I can't rely on this person? How do I get help? And black people are the most spiritual people that I know, and some are just deeply religious. And, and even still, we we won't rely on our God to be our provider, mm-hmm. but we will go and beg for crumbs at the hand of the white man with the chance that it may hurt somebody black. I do not like that. So what I did for myself, what I just said, God, I'm your child. And you're going to have to take care of me and my child. Make a way. That's it. And that is hard, and it really is a journey, and it's a faith walk, but that's where I had to go with it. That's what I did, and I stand on that. And being about twenty five pounds overweight to this day, <laughs> but it's not, say, no, it's not, it's not I have not missed a meal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, not, it's nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, you know, we just um, 
you know, I think we just kind of focus on the wrong thing and we, we, we get sucked into the idea that we really need to mistreat each other. We really need to just not love one another. And so I think that was another way to further divide us. And a lot of black people also don't understand that the only reason black men and black women were allowed, allowed to marry during slavery and after slavery was only because of, um, Capitalism, mm-hmm. because they really wanted to number one make black men more docile, and they felt like yeah. you know if black men are able to marry, maybe they will stop all of the revolts. But mm-hmm. because you aren't taught the history about all of the revolts and how many people were being killed, mm-hmm. white people were being killed because of the slave revolts, yeah, yeah. and how many were running away successfully. That's why black people were allowed to marry. Plus, too, they knew that after they stopped the um, the slave trade. They stopped bringing um, Africans from Africa here and forcing them into slavery. Then they were like, well, where are our people going to come from? So we have to make sure that, that these folks that we didn't drug here broke up their families. Now let's put the fair, try to let, let them procreate. Mm-hmm. That was only not because they cared about black people and having families, but it was only because they wanted to keep the, that population going. Period. That's it. So we didn't have any type of training. We didn't have real, real families. We were forced to live separately. You know, just a lot of other things. And, and that's hard. And that trauma lives in our DNA. And we got to understand that. We got to be more patient with one, one another, more intentional with one another, and really just see how we can love each other and get back to, get back to our, the essence of our real selves. Communication, dedication. Is always the key mm-hmm. in relationships. Any woman that I talk to, I listen. I try my best to listen. Because you... Here's the problem. It's the difference between listening and hearing. I'm, lis- I'm chapter listening. Chapter 5. There you go. That's chapter that's, 5 in the that's book. That's why I talked about it. I looked at it. I looked at it. <laughs> so, it's the difference between listening and hearing. Absolutely. And the question is... And this is... I can't speak on women... But I'm gonna speak on men. Do you do you hear your woman or do you listen to your woman? Meaning, when you are you just hearing just so she won't say nothing, versus are you listening so you could fix the issue better or you so you could do better? Because mm-hmm. if you know better, you do better. Right. And that's and that's what a lot of black relationships fail to realize. Because we always so quick to get angry, always so quick to snap off. I ain't gonna lie, I'm one of them people not snapping off on my woman <laughs> or whatever, but. It'd be times where I'd be feeling high-headed and everything. I'd be like, man, I'm about to snap off, man. You know, this and that. You know, and, you know, I think communication is the key. I think communication is the key because you cannot, marriage cannot work if y'all can't listen to each other or consider each other's feelings and stuff. So, you got a lot of men that shut down women who... Or who, when they first meet them, they always talk about some, talking about their flaws or saying, oh, my weight is this and that and everything and so and such. And you got women who always nag it to men, well, you need to change yourself. You need to be this and that, so and such and everything. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When you, if, you're date, if you're dating a man and you're telling him you need to... You know, say like if y'all going out and he's a person that don't like to dress up like that, and he just, you know, just going, you know, y'all, you know, he look at like, well, we're not going enough to fancy. We just going to like a little Chili's or you know, mm-hmm. or you know, a little restaurant up the street and everything. And you keep telling him on and on and on and on 
but he's still not hearing you. How do you how do you deal with that issue? Because most 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 women, you know, most women be like, okay, I can't do this no more. Because nowadays relationships, it's like we don't give each we. It's like we see one little fault, we see one little fault, and we going out the door. Right. Well, I think. Um, well, first, I would really recommend everybody that's a couple to to get the book and, and study the chapter on active listening mm-hmm. because just even even there that we ask, okay, when well, you know when someone says something, after you hear what they've said, paraphrase it. Repeat it back to them. Paraphrase it in your mind. Repeat mm-hmm. it back to them and see if that's what they're actually saying. And a lot of times the answer is no. And so active listening is a, it's a set of skills, but it's also an art form. And you never actually learn that. You don't learn it at school. You don't learn it at work. You don't learn it in college. You don't mm-hmm. learn it anywhere. But you're expected to be successful in a relationship Go figure, without but they the t- skill. But they teach communications and literature. Right, without Go the figure. skill that you really <laughs> need. And, and that's listening. And it's active listening. I think you're 100% right. So, and then after you paraphrase it, I mean, yeah, after you paraphrase it in your mind, ask an open-ended question. Okay, so you want me to go with you to the, to the thing and dress up. So, is everybody going to be dressed up? So, you will follow it up after you restate mm-hmm. what they've said. You follow it with an open-ended question. So, everybody going to dress up? Or does this really mean a lot to you? Does it, you know, and then you, you keep asking open-ended questions. So, well, they can start to... What kind of, okay, so from from a guy's point of view, mm-hmm. I be want to ask that sometimes, but I be kind of little, I be kind of scared a little bit because I don't want to feel like I'm coming off as a as an asshole because <laughs> you know you know I want them people where if a woman be like, I, right, whatever, I be like okay, mm-hmm. yeah no, and, and, you know I can and, you know and and, yeah, I, and I have to yeah. tell myself like. Like, don't be like that. But I, I, I be feeling like it. But in my, in one side of me be like, <sighs> go talk to her. Another side be like, man, look, she better, man, look, it ain't even that serious. Yeah. But I can't be like that no more. I, I can't feel. I can't be like yeah. that. You know, cause it, it's, it's, it's like you're being. It's like I'm being selfish and everything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, look. So when I'm dating a woman, and if it gets to that point, I go talk to her, or she be like, well, babe, I want you to do this and that. I, I start asking, well, I'm like, well, why do we need to do that or whatever? Or why do you feel this is okay or whatever? Mm-hmm. And she'll explain to me, well, you know, because some such and everything. And then, you know, if I'm still if I'm still trying to wonder, you know, still trying to confuse and everything, I, you know, I explain to her, well, you know, maybe if we, you know, I try to add a solution to a conversation so it won't right. be a problem on top of another problem. But as I'm talking to her and she's seeing that I'm talking like that, she's knowing He's he's hearing me. Right, right, he, right. Not hearing me. He's listening to he's me. He's listening. not just hearing me. He's just to shut me up and just saying, okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, look, you told me how you felt. This is what I feel we, we need to do. And this is not saying you need to hop on a bandwagon or nothing, but this is something to take considerate because I'm taking what you saying considerate. So let's, 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 let's take, let's take, let's take that lemonade and water and add sugar with it, make that lemonade together, so right. we could, so we could both have something to drink for tonight, right. type of situations. And a lot of people, a lot, of, a lot of black men don't do that. A lot of black men, oh, why this and that and everything. And I be having to say, and I be telling them sometimes, man, bro, we can't do that, bro. Mm-hmm. We got to have one because at the end of the day, 
if nobody don't have our back, our women got our back. That's so true. If nobody don't have our back, our women got our back. I call it compassioning. Not not just, I know it's a made-up word, compassioning. But it's listening with compassion. You don't listen to just to respond. Don't listen just to do what they are saying. Listen with compassion and with the intention to really understand how they feel. And understand what they're trying to get across. And as a woman, as as a black woman, that's what I really need for people to, when I'm in a relationship, I really want to be understood. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I know you hear me physically. You can hear the words coming out. But I really want <laughs> folks to actually, I really want him to understand what's in my heart and where I'm coming from. And so that's that's the most important thing to me. And that's why I, in the book I call it compassioning. We got to listen to each other with compassion, knowing that all day probably nobody gave a damn about what they said. Yeah. So that's why I need you as my man to really hear what I'm saying. Whether it's something that you care about or not, I really need for you to hear me. So I really need you to hear me. So is it normal for when uh, <laughs> when you come off from a hard day at work and and the, and the husband just sitting and the husband or the boyfriend just sitting up there, you know, just relaxed and everything, and you be like, oh, let me tell you about the day two hours later, and then she got the nerve to say, <laughs> is is that is would that be normal? Well, for me, no, because I understand in context that he probably has gone through hell all day as well. Mm -hmm. And we both, when we get home, need to do whatever we need to do just to decompress Mm -hmm. and to not take out our day on one another. And a lot of times talking as soon as we get home is probably not the best thing to do because we do need, again, we need to decompress. We need to eat. We need to just um, look at each other and just kind of be. We need to be black in front of each other. You know, (laughs) let's just be black right now. Let's just don't say nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, just a little love, a little kiss, a little affection, and then just later on, you know, be able to kind of ease it out a little bit more smoothly than when you first walk A lot of people don't know how to do, a lot of people don't think like that, though. And I I don't think like that, but I kind of, I do, I do that, because say if I'm, say if I'm coming home, before I talk to anybody, I come home. I got to drink my water first, mm-hmm. I, and I need to get my mind together. I'll be like, okay, let me think before. Let me just settle down because my mind is racing now. It's been a long day. Right. Uh, I barely had a break at the job I worked at. Mm-hmm. They, 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 you know, nowadays it's like when you ask for a break, they look at you like you you doing too much now. Right. So it's like I, got a, I barely had a break or school stressed me out. Give me a minute. Let me let me think before you start, before this goes forward. And a lot of people understand Coming home to unwind before y'all start the next part of the uh, day right. is a big thing mentally. Yeah, we got to unwind. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mentally. And then, too, just with in, in conversation and then the, the practice and then the art of listening and then the art of compassioning, we have to also refuse to be offended. And it's easy to get offended when you're wound up when you just got home. So that's why, you know, in the book I talk about just what you just said, you know, giving each other some downtime Mm -hmm. just to really decompress and just refusing to be offended with whatever the other person is saying and giving them that grace and that compassion to to say what they need to say and to feel how they need to feel without me thinking that it's about me. Because really, it's usually just about them and it's about their day and what they may have gone through. That's true. That's true. So. Let me let me uh so let me ask you another question. This is another topic I want to go over. Why nowadays relationships is like nowadays relationships are more about looks now versus what a person can do for that. It's about looks and what a person can do for that person. Mm-hmm. What's uh what what how do you feel about that? Because 
It's out. It's, it's out there. I mean, I agree. You know, I'm a black woman. I have natural hair, and um, of course, I think I have a gorgeous body. I think I'm beautiful. I have the best teeth I've ever seen, and beautiful brown eyes. But you know, my, a lot of men don't want natural. Mm-hmm. A lot of black men, they want the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I ain't that. You know, I'm just a regular chick. I got three jobs. I love all of them. I'm raising a, a wonderful kid. And I'm in school full time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm a hardworking woman. I don't have $1,000 to spend on a purse. You know, I'm just a regular chick. You know, I got a whole lot of joy and, um, you know, just a little bit of attitude. But most, a lot of men like the attitude. And yeah, they yeah, like, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. the long lashes. I, You know, I can't wear them eyelashes. They it's just not my style. I don't judge, you know, to each well, you, well, you, you are a very beautiful woman. I kept Thank standing you. at your hair. I'm like, I'm like, yo, I really like her hair because it's shining and everything. Thank you. I, like, I really like your hair. But, you know, and a lot of men don't because you see on social media women that get the plastic surgery now. Now, it don't even cost that much to get plastic surgery. I talk with doctor. Oh, wow. I talk with doctors that does that stuff. They be like, yeah, man. Two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, man. Shoot, buddy, for for five thousand, I could take the fat out your stomach and put it in the girl's ass right now. Excuse my language. Wow. For uh, for no more than five thousand, six thousand dollars, I'm like, ew, get the hell away from me. Yeah. And and you know, it it sucks because no matter how much you change your body, when you have that kid, that kid is going to show how you really look like. Please believe it. People don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kid going to show you how you what you used to look like. So if you had all these faults and everything. And if that child gets 90% of your genes and DNA, yeah. and as a man, you're going to look and be like, huh, okay, um, who you been sleeping with? Oh, uh, nobody. Yeah, you're looking at the real her right. before she did all the surgery and stuff. And, you know... Me personally, I don't encourage. I don't encourage surgery. I don't. I, I don't. I don't even. I try not. I don't even look at the women who got that surgery and stuff. Cause I just be like, man, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's it's horrible, man. Mm-hmm. All that money that a lot of women spent on that surgery, they could have took that and invest in businesses and stuff. Right. Or do what you did. You know, be an author. You know, you know, mm-hmm. write book. You know, do do a lot of stuff. Do something productive with the money, but. You, you chose to do that. And, you know, I'm not judging. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, that's Because it is a lot of pressure from society. Mm-hmm. And, it, and to be really truthful, it's a lot of pressure from um, black men in media yeah, to have yeah, a big yeah. ass. And to have, you know, we see it all the time and lashes. In, yeah, and, we see it all the time what, in movies and right, that's videos what's glorified. and stuff. You know, yeah, natural we, we women see it are all glorified. The time, you know? Yeah, that's just real. So I get it. I mean, I don't subscribe to it, but I totally understand and I don't judge because, you know, it is what it is. But... Um, you know, hopefully we'll have more people that really um, uplift the image of uh, just a, 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 I say regular instead yeah, of natural, yeah, yeah. just a regular black woman. Of course, of course, of course. So now back to the book. Okay. So far, when you got the book done, mm-hmm. what is the be- what is the best response you got from it so far? From anybody who um, who read your book? Well, funny enough. I ran into, well, let me just give a little bit of background. I used to be the outreach director for the Democratic Party of Georgia. Okay. So, and with that, I did a lot of work with the um, our political director at the time, Rashad Ritchie, who now is on MSNBC and CBS and a lot of other stations doing feedback. He has a radio show on WAOK, the sister station for B103. Mm-hmm. So... I do a lot of other shows, and one political analyst that read my book that I did not know had my book, he's a black Republican, and he works for Fox. 
So all this stuff that I write is very um, pro-black, loving black folks, and racism is wrong, and here's how we fix it, all that kind of stuff. So a lot of stuff he disagrees with. But um, this book he loved, he pulled me to the side and told me that it saved his marriage. And I was shocked. But, um, and then too, and, and sometimes a lot of the feedback, even though most of it's been good, it's also been painful in a, in a sense because, you know, I am 10 years divorced, mm-hmm. you know, after being with my ex for 12 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I kind of wish a lot of the stuff I'd had when I was married, but this is the book that I really did wish I think could have helped my marriage. I mean, but you know, it, it happens. We all wish we could have yeah. had this and that, but you know, that's how life treats us because if we knew so much, life would be boring. Right. Life will be born. That's so, so, true. so, you know, it it happens that I tell people all the time, even with relationships, you're going to get it wrong so many times before you get Absolutely. it right. Absolutely. And, and it's not wrong as in you're going to mess up or they're going to mess up. It's going to be, it's going to, every relationship you're going to get into, you're going to lack knowledge and certain points of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep happening, keep happening until, until, you know, it ain't going to be until you get it right, but until it gets up, until that time comes, you just, Everything just air it out. Right. So, reading on the back of it. I'm going to read this. I've been looking at this. Okay. Okay. Okay, so in the back of the book, The Answer to Intimacy, Why Men Need Oral Sex and Women Needs to Talk. On the back, it says, Women, does your man ask you for oral sex, but you don't understand why it's such a big deal? Do you sometimes feel he doesn't deserve it? I want to know your thoughts on that. Um, well, that's this is the book for you. If that's the <laughs> question that you have asked yourself. So, I answer those questions in detail in the book. So, Definitely. so, 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 when a, if a man, because me personally, it's hard for me to ask a woman for oral sex because okay. I, I don't know how to come off. Can you give me some head? Do you want to suck on it? Yes, you should just ask. It, it's you grown. That's true, but <laughs> I still be like, uh, you wanna, you wanna, can you put your mouth on it? <laughs> you know, you know, it, it's hard because it, it's one of them things where you know you hear a word and it cringes you a little bit. Right, right, right. It, it don't cringe me, but it, it's it's weird because of course women don't have no problem telling man, are you gonna eat this motherfucker or not? You know. Right. But remember, <laughs> if this is somebody that you, because the goal for me in this book is to be intimate, mm-hmm. and if this is somebody that you're intimate with, you share your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, your childhood, your pain, your successes, your failures, where you want to go. You are you are getting naked in the emotions, naked in the spirit, naked, you know, in your intellectual mind. That's and when you are there with a person, it's easier for you to ask for any else, anything else that you need because chances are they've uncovered and unraveled those things with you as well. True, true. And so that's the whole goal of this is to really create connection, not just great sex. You can have great sex by yourself and have the best orgasm of your life. Period. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? True, true. But you really the goal is to really connect to somebody's heart, their mind, their soul. Their their nakedness is connecting with your nakedness spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and intellectually. The goal is to connect. So when you connect in those places first, asking them for anything physically is going to be very easy. If you even have to ask at all, because if you listening to a black woman, yeah, tell, I shouldn't have to ask. Tell you something about black go ahead, women. go ahead, go ahead. Tell black me. women, y'all y'all don't give us the credit we deserve. Not you. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. no we no. love black men. We love to please our men. And if you are listening to us. 
and making us feel heard, appreciated, respected, and number one, committed to. If we know that you are committed to us, a lot of stuff you ain't going to even have to ask for. That's if you're true. taking care of me, I'm going to take care of you. Bottom line. That's and it true. comes easy. And what I tell a lot of people, now I don't give relationship advice, but I just I do just be talking about stuff. But I do tell people, if you're not getting what you need, it may not be it may be because you're not giving what they need. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to really be connected completely and bear your soul, then she'll do the she'll do the same thing. That's true. That's true. I, I honestly I agree with that hundred percent because I dated women okay. who I dated women where they uh where I gave them all of me and they gave me all of them back. And I'll be the first one to say it was my fault things didn't go the way it did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's me telling me saying, you know, it was my fault because I was young, dumb and full of calm at the time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't I didn't really care about intimacy, listening, conversations, this and that. I didn't care about this and that. All I cared was the the now and the here. Right. At the moment. And a lot of men mess up in that and that's why I said before man you need to listen to your women right. it's a difference between listening and hearing because if you like you said if you get a black woman who loves you dearly cause right. the, the best the best partner to have other than your friend is a black woman that's right two people you should have in your two people you should have in your marriage like a strong black, black brother friend and a strong black woman. Yeah. You got to. You got to. We gonna hold you down. And, and, and you know, and you know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, I hope that this is this changes your thought on black women because a lot of people follow me, but a lot of people don't agree with the message I be trying to put out with Black Diary Love and doing the interviews and the love I give for nothing but black folks or. The I don't do business with white people at all type of stuff. People don't under people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. But here we're telling you it's the reason why we're doing what we're doing. Right. It's the reason why Troya wrote the book. It's the reason why I got the business going on. We're trying to spread we're trying to spread love to every single brother and sister. We're trying to bring that back. It's okay to love a black woman. It's mm-hmm. okay to love a black man. It's okay to love each other. We got to listen. We have to listen. We don't do that. That's why a lot of black women is stuck on the wall of feminism. Right. Because I tell people, I tell a lot of black women, and a lot of black women whose minds are walking, they they, they know that feminism war has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. It was never our battle to begin with. That was some Susan B. Anthony white person stuff from long ago. That had nothing because the feminist war started back during the time of Susie B. Anthony and all of them. So that war been going on long. Now, a lot of black women got got in their head that black women don't 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 like us or mess with us, this and that. When it's not true, like I said, you got to go around the whole world mm-hmm. to determine that fact. Right. But now, I hate to see a lot of black women fighting a feminist war that has nothing to do with them because even though brothers went off the mouth about black women, you never heard a brother say, black women ain't shit. Yeah, and I think too a lot of people really um, the whole message with feminism. I learned a lot when I went to the Frederick Douglass Museum in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was one of the people that really helped start the feminist movement. I didn't mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. And Susan B. Anthony was somebody that he worked very closely with to really help her. But what happened? 
um, after she passed away and he passed away is that it got hijacked. Mm -hmm. Like everything else that's righteous starts and gets hijacked. Mm -hmm. And what they did was turned it against black men. But it wasn't that. It it really was just to get rights for white women and it continued to build um, solidarity with black folks. But it just, it got hijacked. And so um, I really would encourage everybody, like everything else, I really would encourage everybody, if you have the opportunity, to go to the Frederick Douglass Museum in Washington, D.C. to tour his home and hear all of the rich history and see all of the great um, artifacts, because I learned a lot there, especially about the feminist movement. So from this point on, I definitely, (laughs) after seeing that, I definitely don't identify with the whole, well, I stopped identifying with the feminist movement for other reasons. Um. Before that, but still, it really just solidified my um, my independence from that movement. <laughs> but I mean, I get it. I get people saying that they're, um, you know, like Joe Biden and other people say that they're feminists. And yeah, I get it. But, um, you know, we do have to be intentional with our words and we definitely have to mm-hmm. define things because... Um, you know, stuff just gets hijacked and mis- misconstrued. Yeah, it, it do, it do. And yeah, you got the whole does. world thinking that you know, black men don't support black women, black women don't support black men, and that is not true because you got black men out there who's fighting for black women's rights. We even see the videos now. Right. What's the video where the brother went to the uh, salon because the brother was disrespecting the black woman, yeah. and, he sh- and he threw bricks in that salon and everything because of that. Which is why I love Black Love Diaries and the stuff that you share because a lot of people may not even have the opportunity. Like, I wouldn't even see a lot of that stuff if, if you didn't share it and I follow mm-hmm. you. So I'm really glad that, that your platform is there and it's so powerful to share those messages of black people being intentional with how we love each other and being intentional with how we treat each other and uplift one another. That's powerful. And you know what uh, What makes us different from everybody else? We don't share, we, we kind of, we don't share violent videos of, police officers killing us all the time because right. how many times you see that police officer right. killing us this and that you know when uh when black diary love was started i told people the goal was to get black men and black women to love themselves mm-hmm. to see that we're not alone in this fight around the world because the uk got the problems right africa got the problems uh, oh, yeah. uh what else uh dominican republic got the problems uh Jamaica got the problems and everything but without all, all through all those pro- through all those problems we have a lot of great attributes about ourselves. There is a lot of greatness going on with us. So that's why we always upload nothing but greatness when it comes to black folks. We we, right. we, we, we joke around there thing. You know, like the post I had post up saying, you know, black folks, that is not your street. You <laughs> you cannot get mad when people park in front of your yeah, house. Yeah, that was funny. You know, you know, you know, we, we post up, you know, we, we joke around every day. But at the end of the day, we all we're you know, we're all about black love. Right. And we want the world to know. A lot of us are special out there. A lot of us got a lot of attributes. A lot of us could do this and that. I tell people all the time, it's too many lawyers, doctors, artists, musicians, artists, real estate agents. Uh, too many of us out there for us to even give white supremacy a chance nowadays. Right. And thanks to social media, thanks to Black Diary Love, we are showing that right now. Mm-hmm. We are showing that right now. So that's why I do the pod. That's why I do the podcast because you know. Business come first, and I tell people all the time: you don't have to be a celebrity or a blue check mark to kick it with us. You yeah. don't, because at the end of the day, throughout the war, I need I need you, my sister, as much as you need me in this war. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people, I tell every black man, black woman, I cannot beat this war by myself. Right. So I need you to beat this war. So, say if I were to die, 
next week or tomorrow, whatever, because tomorrow is not promised. Mm-hmm. I would want people to take Black Diary of Love into their own hands and keep pushing it. Right. Not for a profit organization money. I would want you to keep pushing it. I would want you to keep pushing it, pushing mm-hmm. it, pushing it. But we are about to wrap this up. All right. And I appreciate you, my sister, coming Thank out you. here. Thank you. I appreciate you. And tell the people your name, your book, and tell them where they can find you and tell them where they can uh, purchase the book at. So, again, my name is Troya Bishop. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Old Bad Troya. And um, also, the books, all of the books are available for purchase at the answers to racism.com and spelled all the way out the answers to racism.com mm-hmm. all of the books um and other items are available online as well as on amazon if you feel safer shopping that way that's cool mm-hmm. yes 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 man i appreciate you my sister for coming out give me a hug thank you so much give me a I hug I, I love you, I love you, I love you I love right back black man <laughs> so, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Black Diary Love Podcast. I would like to thank Troy Bishop for seeing me, welcoming me into a beautiful home. Thank you. We got uh, we got two more episodes left before we wrap up the season one. Man, uh, another thing, and I keep I can't stress this enough. Um, Black Diary Love and Bree Brand Media are trying to raise up $250,000 to help a couple of young brothers and sisters attend the HBCU between Virginia and Atlanta. So if you would like to donate $5 or more, the link is in the bio on Instagram at black underscore diary underscore love. Once again, the donation link is in the bio on Instagram at black underscore diary underscore love. My sisters, we love you. My brothers, we love you. At the end of the day, you know, let's put all this nonsense against us and let's get together and everything. Let's do this. Let's do this because our children are watching. But other than that, I'm out. Y'all be safe. Love you guys.